You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. So excited to have with me Dr. Matt Scott. <laughs> um, today's topic for crimes uh, against humanity is vaccine. And uh, the intention of the show is not to put blame or anything, but to create awareness on the intended and unintended crimes on humanity. And we're going to talk about vaccines today. And Dr. Matt is my personal chiropractor. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So Welcome first, to the show. We, uh, so we have a clinic in Bloomington, Minnesota. It's called the Wellness Way in Bloomington. So check us out. We're all over Facebook and stuff too. Um, we do a lot of lives and just more lifestyle tips. Uh, we work with people all over the world. It's kind of awesome, but uh, about with their health goals and how we can make them get healthy as well. So uh, thank you for having me on. And we're super excited. I was super excited for this. This is my first time like doing a full like episode like that's going to be long about vaccines so i'm super excited to kind of get out there and start start talking about it why did you say yes to being on the show crimes against humanity okay so i'm a teacher at heart i love to teach people i love to tell them what's going on what the reason i want to do these is so that you can become aware and then you can make the decision for yourself okay so the big things with vaccines is mandating um and we are super against mandating it because my body, my choice, right? I want to be able to choose what I put into my body or on my body. Um, and if they take that away, what's next? So what's what we're giving more and more power away. So I want to just be able to present you with the information so that you can make a better decision. If you choose to vaccinate after this podcast, that's your choice. Um, hopefully it all works out great for you. But at the same time, I want you to know the risk because what we're seeing is that people are going to their doctor. They're just saying, hey, you need this vaccine. And I think we need to have deeper conversations. In fact, if you ask for an insert on a vaccine, which gives you all the negative side effects, all of the ingredients and all that fun stuff, they won't give it to you unless you really fight them on it. And I think that's, right. um, that's the biggest issue we need to start talking about and bringing awareness to those kind of things. So that's why I decided to do it. Well, first of all, yeah. thank you. What got me started in my activism was that mandate actually the 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 notion of being forced to vaccination and at first it was just conspiracy in the beginning right and right. then i'm hearing a lot of um censorship and people being banned on youtube and facebook for speaking up and things like that and my antenna really went up and and this right here uh crimes against humanity rising above crimes against humanity returning soul power to the people that's the product of that oh my god you know over my dead body right so talk to me about what's the crime what's the damage what's the harm um and yes the inserts on the vaccine has um aborted fetus and i was yeah, just yeah. oh my god i didn't know that and you know why yeah. why are we doing that and yeah. i'm gonna shut up now and uh, give you the floor all right sweet how i like the process and how i want to talk about it first and foremost is we need to realize that when they invented vaccines they didn't come out and they were like you know what we're gonna make it really toxic and kill a bunch of people the idea behind the vaccine is actually really great if we could give you something 
that would prevent you from having these symptoms or prevent you from getting sick essentially. And then that would last forever and you would have no negative side effects, nothing at all. I would be the first person to sign up. I think it's a great idea. Um, but the flaws were we didn't fully understand how the human body works, okay? So I'm gonna give you a quick rundown of how that kind of stuff goes on. So basically they have a list of ingredients on the insert. And if you can pry it away from the MD, I strongly advise just giving it a read. Um, we know that there are over 200 studies that are linking vaccines to autoimmune conditions and nervous system disorders, but why? Okay, so when you have a vaccine, what a vaccine is is basically a virus or a bacteria or whatever the, the contagion that they're trying to vaccinate you for or give you immunity to, they have to get that into your system and then trigger an immune response, okay? So when you get sick, the thing that is affecting you, the say we'll use flu for example, if you get the flu, there's a virus in there and your body's responding to that virus. The response is the symptom. So you get a runny nose, um, you can throw up, um, similar to something like E. coli. If you have too much E. coli, or if you eat a leaf of lettuce with E. coli on it, what's the first thing you get? You get diarrhea. That's your body's normal physiologic response to that bacteria, okay? So when they do the vaccine, there's, there's, two, there's different strains of viruses and the different uses of them. They can give you strands of the DNA, they can attenuate the virus, they can give you a living virus, they can give you a dead virus. Um, all these different things. So what they do is they inject that into your body. Okay, well, if it's not replicating and your body doesn't view it as a threat, your body's not going to respond. So what they need to do is trigger an inflammatory response or make your body recognize that there's something there that you need to respond to so that you can formulate and raise these antibodies to that virus. Okay, so I said antibodies. An antibody is something that binds to a protein on a cell surface, or maybe it's even an undigested protein from food in your GI, um, and it binds to that and then triggers your body to create an inflammatory response. So it'll send a macrophage or something to gobble up that protein or whatever that protein's bound to. So say we have um, food allergies. Everyone knows about food allergies. Their IgEs is the antibody that it's called, immunoglobulin E. And what immunoglobulin E will do is recognize the protein, the undigested protein. So say it's a peanut protein. Your body will put this flag on there. And that signals a large inflammatory response to remove that protein because that protein doesn't belong in your bloodstream. Okay. So that's what they're trying to trigger when they give you this vaccine. So how do they trigger that immune response if your body isn't recognizing it as a, as a threat? Okay. So they bind it to things like formaldehyde, um, aluminum, mercury, thimerosal, and all these different things so that they can trigger the immune system to start attacking. And that's where you get like the localized swelling, you can get rashes and different things like that from the vaccine. But what we're finding is that that's turning into a systemic issue. And that massive amount of increase in inflammation is starting to attack nervous systems, it's starting to attack the thyroid, it's starting to attack the pancreas, and it's developing into an autoimmune condition. Okay. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. And there's a lot of things that are also in there, like polysorbate 80. Um, we actually can see in kids with autism, we test their hair strands and kids without autism have mercury in their hair. Okay. Kids with autism, autism have less mercury in their hair. What that means is that the kid with autism isn't taking the mercury out of their system. So it's staying in there. And that polysorbate 80 allows the mercury and aluminum to cross the blood-brain barrier, and then they sit in there. And then your body's having a chronic immune response or inflammation of the brain. 
And that's where we're creating this autism. In fact, when vaccines started, there was one vaccine or two vaccines at the very beginning. It was smallpox and uh, polio, right? Those were two really toxic, really bad diseases that we people were dying from. Okay. Now we can link all of those back to like DDT exposure and a lot of other things, but I'm not going to talk about that stuff per se. Maybe we'll touch on that in a little bit, but it was a great idea to have, Hey, we can introduce this to you and then you don't get polio. Okay. When they came out with those vaccines, autism was about one in 10,000. So very rare condition. I mean, you almost can't, like means like there was barely any cases when they say one in 10,000, it's barely even a diagnosis. Okay. Um, so in 1986, these vaccine companies were being sued heavily. They were losing all these lawsuits because they were creating a lot of diseases. They were creating a lot of chronic diseases. Uh, people were getting sick, people having la large reactions. SIDS was starting to come around then. Um, and the government was like, hey, you know, we need these vaccines to prevent people from getting sick from polio and dying. So they actually took away the right for the human, for the, the United States citizen to sue the vaccine manufacturer. Um, and the government actually took on that responsibility. Um, and there's, there's things that they did with taxes to vaccine companies, but also taxes to us. And they made this thing called the vaccine court. Well, when they put that into effect, the amount of vaccines given to the child went through the roof. So like I said, in, um, I have it down here. In 1983, there was 24 vaccines, 24 doses. Um, 2018, there were 72. So it, it shot through the roof, right? Because they didn't have liability. They didn't care anymore. We can't sit here and say that vaccines are the only thing that cause autism or the only thing that cause any disease because we have to look at it as a total group, right? There's never just one cause for anything. There's always multiple little causes that are sprinkled in. So the, when we talked about the kids with autism not being able to remove mercury, right? So what was causing that? And that's where we really run into the issue with these vaccines is, we aren't in the healthiest state as a, as a human being. We know that our immune systems, we talk about um, artificial foods, uh, sugars, all these things that we've increased in our diets uh, because we've made saturated fat bad. We've made all of these other things bad. And that's also another crime against humanity, but we, <laughs> we can talk about that for, for hours and hours. Um, so they, they made all these things up and they decreased our amount of our health, our, our ability to function, our ability to respond to things. And then we increase the amount of vaccines we're getting. And you can see where the health will start to deteriorate. And the, I mean, think about the amount of autoimmune disease, autoimmune disease and the rate that it's going up. It's actually the leading killer in women, the ages 20 and 40, between those two ages. That was unheard of 20 years ago, right? It was, there was nothing and now it's killing everybody. So why is that? We know that the frequency and the rate of vaccines have gone up. So there's a positive correlation between those two things, okay? So there's just a quick rundown of how vaccines work, um, why we think they're not, not good. Um, the, the, the other thing is you get the mantra of they're safe and effective, right? How many times have you heard that? Every single person you talk to, oh, vaccines are safe and effective. They're safe and effective. It's listed on the CDC website, right? They're safe and effective. Vaccines have never been tested against just a placebo, mm -hmm. okay? So what that means is, let me use a medication that people, Viagra, okay? <laughs> Viagra gives you the heart on, right? And it's great <laughs> for some people, I don't know. Um, so what they, so think about this for a second. They wanna prove the vaccine gives you a heart on or, or that Viagra gives you a heart on. So they take Viagra and they take two 
blind control placebo studies, right? So you have two populations. They give one person a little blue pill and they give another person a little blue pill that's actually just sugar. And then they see, okay, well, the group that got the Viagra, everyone, it was successful. The other group, it didn't work. So we can see that that means that the Viagra is effective at what it's trying to do. Right. Okay, so what vaccine manufacturers are doing, and they're saying, okay, we wanna see if you have symptoms or a reaction to the vaccine. So we're gonna create two groups. We're gonna give, give this group the full vaccine or the Viagra, and we're gonna see what happens. And then we're gonna give this group the same exact chemical compound, but we're gonna change the color. Hmm. Makes sense? And then everyone gets it and they're like, well, let's compare and see which one had more symptoms. And they're like, well, neither of them really reacted. Well, the reality is, so when we tie that back to vaccines, they take the vaccine and they take the virus out and they still leave all of those other toxic things in there, right? So like the mercury, the aluminum, the thimerosal, um, the polysorbate 80, and then they give that to them as the placebo to the control group. And then the other group gets it with the virus in it. Mm -hmm. So we know that the things that are creating the reactions are those other things. And they're just taking the virus out and saying, well, we can look at their symptoms and now say that the vaccine didn't actually create more symptoms than the other group, but they were both reacting. In fact, it's up to like 85% of people have digestive unrest after a vaccine or some sort of digestive issue, but they never tell you that because they're like, well, it wasn't the vaccine. Well, how, how do we know it wasn't the vaccine? You know what I mean? So right. we're all jumping to these conclusions because we've been told, and the mantra is, vaccines are safe and effective, but they actually have never been proven to be that. In fact, mm -hmm. if you, uh, about, oh, man, I want to say six months early January um, of this year, the CDC actually got sued by the ICANN network. You've heard of Dell Big Tree? Right, right. Very mm -hmm. big guy. Um, he sued the CDC and said, you can't say that they're safe and effective. Like you just, you just can't. Um, and they said, you need to find burden of proof that they're safe and effective. And the CDC literally lost because they couldn't come up with proof saying that they're safe and effective. Right. If you go to the CDC website today, what do they say? Safe and effective. So why? So since that vaccine court came out, there was $4.5 billion paid out to people who have had a reaction to vaccines. So how can you sit there and say they're safe and effective, right? So they're, they're linking all this and they've had actual cases where, where kids have just died after the vaccine. HPV is a big, nasty one. Um, I think it's called Gardasil. Gardasil oh my God, yeah. Killing kids. And they go to this vaccine court and the kids are actually winning the cases. They're saying that, yes, you died this kid died because of the reaction to the vaccine. And then they give that parent $250,000 and tell them they can't say anything. Like what's a life worth? That's a crime Your against silence. humanity, right? Kids are dying and they're saying, here's $250,000, go shut up. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's the biggest crime against humanity. Now, the next thing that they're trying to do, and we can talk, we're going to touch on COVID here for a second. Um, yes, I don't know please. if you've, you've talked about it, but, um, they're coming out with this vaccine for COVID, okay? Mm -hmm. So AstraZeneca and there was another group that actually had to halt their trials. So I don't know how they got into human trials. They were trying to rush it. That's probably how they did it. But they had to halt their trials because people were getting um, polyonephritis. They were getting um, basically a new form of polio. Like There was crazy things happening. I, I read the, um, the list of reactions that people were having 
right after the vaccine, they were getting chills, they couldn't get warm, like massive issues that were happening to these people after they just received the vaccine. So they had to shut down their trials. And now they're gonna try and say, okay, you can't go to a concert unless you're vaccinated. We have to show proof of that. And this is where it's really getting into that crime against humanity because I feel, and I don't tell anybody what to do with their body. I tell them, hey, you should take the supplement. Let's get some testing. Let's figure out what's going on with you. And then I can recommend you some things. But if you choose not to do that, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest issue we're going to have is that they're trying to force these vaccines on us. And we're going to see the, the amount of um, sick people going through the roof. Because now I don't think there's a large percentage of us that aren't getting vaccinated. Let's be real. We take small groups of people and we say, oh, they're going to ruin the world for everybody else. They just lump people in there. Look at what China's doing with concentration camps. And that's what they're doing to the people who are actually educated in vaccines. And they're saying, oh, if you guys don't get vaccinated, it's going to hurt somebody else, right? Mm. But then we look at the research and we say, well, we know that if you get vaccinated, you can give somebody that disease within weeks of getting vaccinated. So they're blaming us, people who aren't getting vaccinated, keeping our immune system strong, eating right, um, taking the right supplements, adequate vitamin D, all these different things. And they're saying, you're the bad guy. When in all reality, we're seeing the research is right there. That's where we talk about Bill Gates. Why is he doing, why is he pushing for all this stuff? Right. What does Bill Gates know about immunology? So why is he the one recommending everyone take a vaccine? I want to read to you something here. It says COVID vaccine could mm-hmm. end up helping the virus spread. And and the flu vaccine is also, right, there's a correlation. There mm-hmm. are studies now that says if you take the flu vaccine, you have more chances of getting the COVID. And yes. now the COVID vaccine could end up helping spread the virus. Will you touch on that, please? It's Yeah, so there's two things here. Okay, so... COVID, viruses, they adapt to their environment. So they they use the word mutate. Um, they change the strand of DNA. Okay, so COVID, when it first came, when we first found it in America, I think it was February, which, by the way, we found it 17 days after exposure. No virus survives more than four days outside of a host. So you can't find a virus after four days. But we found ours 17 days after. So a little bit of anomaly there and I don't I don't want to get too much into that but it's mutated or adapted to 245 different times already that we know of so how do you create a vaccine because the vaccine you take the exact strain of DNA so let's use um, polio for example because that's a really easy one to polio is a specific strain of DNA and that ejects it into your cell and causes your cell to produce more polio cells more polio virus okay so if the, the DNA of COVID is constantly changing, how are we creating a vaccine with DNA that's changing? You can't. Now, the reason that I would imagine that it's increasing the spread is what does the vaccine do to your immune system? It creates immune response, right? So if it's doing that and your body's trying to fight off all these other things, it's going to make you as an individual more susceptible to getting COVID. And the same thing with the flu vaccine. Um, So I'm going to throw out some numbers here. 
and they're going to be huge numbers and you, you i can't even comprehend how large your number okay so as far as bacteria on or in your body there's 1.8 quadrillion quadrillion you only have 70 trillion cells in comparison to that okay so uh, viruses if you take that 1.8 quadrillion multiply it by the number of stars in the sky that's how many different types of viruses there are in the world so think about that for a second that like that number is just so huge you can't even comprehend it so we're vaccinated against what 15 diseases if we were meant to be susceptible to these diseases wouldn't we all be ex extinct by now right we don't understand physiology and that's why we have viruses all over inside of our body we respond to those we, re we modulate those we keep those in track actually viruses signal us to increase our blood pressure or lower our blood pressure based around what our environment's presenting to us they actually work it's called exosomes right so our body will produce a vesicle with a strain of dna and that'll help our cells communicate with one another so we create viruses inside of our bodies every single day so when they say okay i'm going to give you the flu vaccine it covers three strands right three strands every year how many different types of flu are there billions right so we're weakening the immune system and then we know that certain flu vaccines will actually shed so what's shedding means go ahead you said something there we're weakening the immune system yeah we're weakening the human body so that they can't respond to the virus appropriately they can't respond to um really anything so it makes you sick makes you makes you vulnerable i guess is the best word to use does mm -hmm. that make sense yeah yeah and so i don't see the point of having the vaccine i totally agree but that's, <laughs> that's your decision to make right, <laughs> right. But I totally, I, 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 that's totally right um we know that, that they shed so these flu vaccines they shed so if you get the flu vaccine you're more likely to spread the flu than someone who just got the flu because mm -hmm. if your, your body, and that's another thing, remember I talked about in the beginning, like you get a sneeze, you get a cough, um, you get diarrhea from E. coli. Mm -hmm. That's your body's way of removing that virus from your body. Right. So if everyone can do that, I mean, we look at the statistics and this is where it really gets down to, okay, maybe we need to start talking about, like you said, why would I do that? Um, we look at the statistics of, chronic disease, we look at the statistics of um, SIDS, all these different things going through the roof, when all you're getting is the flu. You know, right. why are we trying to remove the flu when we're creating massive other issues? Type one diabetes, um, basically polio hasn't been extinct, it's just changed the name. So vaccines, we don't even know if they're working because the studies don't make sense, right? to get me started on those studies <laughs> that I paid for. That you paid for, right? <laughs> right. That's so it costs, it costs about you know, three to $5 million over a lifespan to raise a child with autism. So just think of the financial burden that is, you know? Right. And, that's, and that's really like, I don't like to put it in those terms, but we need to start looking at it from like things that are tangible to people. Because if you don't respond or, I've been a part of the vaccine educated group for a very long period of time now. I've never met a person that just wanted to switch. It all comes back to the stories.
it comes back to, oh, my kid was hurt from this. Why? And then they start digging. They start Thank researching. You. And they start learning from themselves. And that's where you're getting this vaccine educated movement. So you never mm -hmm. see a, a vaccine educated person go back to being a pro-vaxxer, do you? No, mm -hmm. you only see it going the other way. So what's that yeah. tell you? So we need to tangibly show people like what's going on here. And we do that through money. And we see like the, what's the cost of healthcare right now? Right. Through the roof. And I am, extremely healthy like we do everything we can to move our health forward okay um and it was almost $400 a month for me to get health insurance wow what do we what do we and that's that's cheap there are other people paying two three thousand dollars a month and I never go to the doctor mm -hmm. never go to the doctor well why do I need health insurance because then the Obama tried to make it mandatory and we can get, I don't know much about politics, but I know about health. <laughs> so like, um, he tried to make it mandatory for everyone to have insurance. And that went, drove all the prices up instead of making them low because people weren't going to the hospital. And then you see the hospital prices start to increase. Um, so it costs see, all this crimes connected so many, yes. it's not just one level of crime. It's, it's yeah. so embedded and deep. Mm -hmm. Um, and we share that. I, I really believe and I advocate for the body being intelligent mm -hmm. and divine to heal itself, right? And that's the yeah. position I'm coming in. And, and you know that too. I'm, I only see you. I got fired by a <laughs> doctor <laughs> a long time ago because right. going to the doctor's office was creating my depression. It was, oh, I have to see you in three months. Oh, you have to do this. I'm like, stop. Uh, they say like they're the most advanced medical community in the world. Uh, we know that the top two causes of death are heart disease and cancer. You know what mm. third is? What? Medical mistakes. Oh. Yeah. Medical mistakes are causing more death than a whole load of, and think about 600,000 from heart disease, 500,000 people from cancer, and then you throw in medical mistakes, it's probably like 400,000 people a year die from just going to the hospital. Yeah, and I had an experience too. Thank goodness it was not a grave medical error, but I took my daughter to some scan and they said um, that there's a mass. It was uh, an operator error of the machine that said that she had, but the, you know, my daughter was, maybe eight or nine and it was just poop that didn't want right. to come out that, that, that was one <laughs> was just poop yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in the end she, she was given something to to flush it out her system but the amount of worry i'm like oh my god and um from then on uh you know the the level of trust that i have i'm agreeing with you with the medical error part yeah. and uh if we don't advocate for our own health, for our own vibrancy, right? For our own soul power, there you go. <laughs> um, we're going to feel victimized. We're going to feel ill and unwell and broken and unhealthy the rest of our lives. And, and that's, for me, it's the real crime is the dumbing down of our consciousness, dumbing down and, and really weakening the immune system. So then we cannot fight off stress, you know, with this added stress of finances, yep. of everything else that you talked about, it really 
puts people in a very small box and all they can do is okay whatever what what do i do next what do i do they right. lose that power to decide for their own life their own liberty their own happiness and i i cannot i cannot watch that happen and yep. we are are experiencing less and less and less freedom um and so let's go to the part where we empower people where we return the soul power to the people we're creating awareness on this crimes against humanity so how can we rise above it? what are the options that you can share with the audience to empower themselves what do we do next we do things like this it's about educating it's about getting the information out there and standing out for what you believe and learning um i think you said it best when you said they're dumbing us down by flooding us with information that may or may not be right and then censoring people on facebook um, and censoring news outlets so that we can't spread the word and i think the most important thing we can do is stand up and fight there's a plenty of groups out there um vaccine re-education group has over a million people in it go to those groups and just learn and that's all we can request for people because i don't ever want to force anything on anybody i'm not going to sit here and say if you vaccinate you're an idiot i'm fully vaccinated my mom fully vaccinated me and that's not a crime against her she didn't do wrong she just wasn't educated okay so i encourage people to go learn start taking your health seriously stop worrying about money it's a huge part of it because if all we're worried about is money you'll never be in control of your health okay so right. start learning and i think that's the biggest piece of information we can give another thing start calling your representatives, start getting involved with some of the people that are making these decisions. We always see with the, uh, with abortion stuff. Um, and I don't know where your audience stands on it. I don't know anything, <laughs> but we see the, the women saying, why should a man tell me what to do with my body? And mm -hmm. the reason is you're not talking to the man. Does that makes sense. So mm -hmm. when I pull that back to vaccines, we need to start speaking with our representatives who are making policies. We know that in New York, they're on the very verge of being completely mandated. We know that California, you can't get an exemption unless you react, respond, have a negative side effect to a vaccine eight times in a row. What? What? Yeah, exactly. So it's basically happening. And the funny thing is when I go on Facebook and I, and I make a post and I'm saying, and I speak to vaccines and I'm talking about it and I just make a post, people come on and they fight with me. And they're like, oh, you're, you're crazy. They'll never mandate it. It's literally happening. All of the things that we are saying are literally happening in front of our eyes. Um, Joe Biden was just on the other day saying he's not gonna he's not gonna put a lockdown in, and then just yesterday he said he's gonna put a lockdown in. We told you that. We told you all of these things. So don't take it straight from my mouth. Go do your own research. And that's right. my most passionate thing is telling people, hey, you need to take control of your life and don't take control of mine. And I think Correct. that's the biggest crime against humanity you can take is just forcing someone to do something against their will. So, right. So stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and what are the alternatives to vaccines? Um, healthy lifestyle. And talk us, talk to us about healthy lifestyle. <laughs> so there's a lot of things you can do. Um, we want to get diseases like chickenpox. We want to get diseases like measles because we know that when you have those, your chance of heart disease later on in life actually goes down because we've made your immune system stronger by naturally getting it. Um, we know that having the symptoms is a great thing that can happen and help your health when you move forward. So some things that we can do is just help our body so that we don't die from it, right? 
people have died from measles. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say no one's died from measles. But the people who died were already immune compromised or really, really sick. So right. how to get those really, really sick or immune compromised people to not be that way. And that's what we have to dig in. And then another thing that really irks me is people don't take responsibility for their situation. Okay. So if you're really, really sick, that's not my fault. Okay. That's not Tess, Tess's fault. That's your fault. And you need to be in control of that. So start taking action and responsibility for the things that you're doing. And that'll just alone move you forward. And then you don't have to live in fear. Don't live in fear because if you, you have control of whether you do or don't, and you just got to do it. Um, so things that you can do, filter your water, filter fluoride out of your water, um, stop eating processed foods. And like I said, Dr. Chloe is going to be the best one at doing this kind of section because she's um, absolutely amazing. Um, start getting tested. You have food allergies that you don't know about. Do we have some stool stuff going on? Start taking control of your health. And then we don't have to worry about these infectious diseases that really aren't infectious. We just make them out to be an enemy. Talk to us what fear does to the body. Once you get into a state of fear, what does that do to your hormones, to mm -hmm. your um, adrenaline, to the fight, flight? And Yeah. So this is a big thing that we deal with in our practice. Um, is this chronic stress, this chronic stress response. Okay. So your fight or flight is physiologically programmed for good. Okay. So when we were cavemen and lion popped up, we want that response because we want to be able to run from that lion or else we're going to be food. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good um, thing to have. It's really great that we have that. Now the problem is we've made kittens out of lions. Does that make sense? So now when we see a kitten, we think the same thing as a lion. And what I mean by that is when we have a deadline or if we have, um, we're looking at screens and, and watching social media and we get that same fight or flight response and we're always in that fight or flight response, it stimulates cortisol. Cortisol is our natural stress response. It increases um, and it allows us to run from lions. Okay. What cortisol does is it increases blood sugar. We know, I've, had, I've literally had people who don't eat sugar come in, we test their hemoglobin A1C and they have diabetes. And it's like, how how's that possible, right? Right. And they're like, oh, some stress all the time, always working for, and we're seeing the kids now, skinny fat, kids are getting picked on. There's a lot of things that kind of go into that, but you know, um, definitely part of it, right? So how that impacts your other hormones, and this is where like infertility comes in, um, all kinds of issues, and we can talk about that too, but um you have this hormone called pregnenolone. And think of it as gas tank. All of your sex hormones are built out of pregnenolone, okay? So, and they move downstream until you eventually remove them and it just keeps filling up and recycling and recycling and recycling, okay? So pregnenolone can break down into three directions, cortisol, progesterone, or your sex hormones, DHEA, okay? So if it's a gas tank and it's going to all three of those, if we're constantly stimulating the stress response, is it gonna to get to the downstream stuff? No, it's gonna empty its gas tank pouring into cortisol because your body will always fight to survive before it fights to thrive. Um, and that's a huge issue we have is people are always trying to survive and not thrive. And I think that's something that you do great is getting people from that survival mode into thriving mode um, with the soul powered stuff. Um, and that's something that we really need to start implementing, meditation, uh, breathing, conscious breathing, conscious thinking. Because my theory is uh, if it won't affect me in five years, I won't give it more than five minutes. I just don't care. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not going to threaten my life, I can't fret over it. And I can't just, it just has to be something that just moves on. It's, it is, it is what it is. Right. Um, and that's something that I live by because I don't want to be constantly in that stress response. Okay. And that's where we were talking about money earlier is money's forcing you broke. I mean, there's a lot of things we can talk about systemically that are happening there as well, but money's forcing people the conscious thought of, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. First of all, you're attracting less money when you think that, and you know that, <laughs> you know? Um, so, and then that's tr- constantly triggering that cortisol adrenal response. And what we right. know is that that cortisol actually decreases our immune system because we're not worried about regulating our immune system. When we're running from a lion, we're literally worried about running from a lion. And then that makes us sick and decreases our body's ability to process those viruses, those, those bacteria that maybe can start to overgrow inside of us now. Exactly. That's it. And to fight the virus, we have to have a healthy immune system. Yes. 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 Any other ways that we can boost our immune system? Yeah, so there's just a study done on vitamin D. There was actually like six or seven studies done on vitamin D. Most people are deficient in vitamin D because they don't get outside enough. And I mean, we're eating And of course, they, they lock us down, right? Right. Yeah, so there you go. So then you can't get outside. Um, vitamin D, and they were showing like the death rate of, or infectious rate of people with adequate levels of vitamin D and with supplementing with vitamin D, and they were down by like 90%. So just getting your vitamin D getting things like vitamin C, um, ADK is a great one. Um, all of those stuff. So ADK. Vitamin A, D, and K or? Yeah. yeah. So they're the fat soluble vitamins and they work synergistically to help boost our immune system and help us respond to things. Um, but I don't like to recommend supplements and, and I'm, here's vitamin D is one that everyone should take, right? I mean, that just makes sense. The reason I don't recommend supplements is people use that as a crutch. The best way to increase your immune system, increase your defense system is to not eat like crap, not think like crap and get adjusted. Um, When chiropractic was invented back in um, 1895, it was based around the three T's, thoughts, traumas, and toxins. And if we remove those three things, your body will be able to, your body's the most amazing thing on this planet. It really is. I was to go back, you ever see, uh, if you ever saw Family Guy? There was this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter was watching this bag float through the wind and he goes, look how beautiful that bag is. Um, and then God appears and goes, have you ever seen your circulatory system? <laughs> so we, we, we undermine <laughs> how amazing we are and how, how much potential we have as a human being by giving into temptation, eating things that aren't great, becoming addicted to those things, and then forcing that over and over and over. So the best way to make sure that you don't get sick is to do the right things on a day-to-day basis. It's like brushing your teeth, right? Right. If you brush your teeth every single day, twice a day for three minutes, the odds of you having cavities is very minimal. But if you miss one or two days, your chances go up. You know what I mean? How can uh, people who are interested in getting the testing and yeah. the thoughts, trauma, and things to stop eating crap, thinking crap, <laughs> right. um, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so you want to check us out on Facebook. Um, Dr. Chloe and I do lives all the time, The Wellness Way, Bloomington, um, talking about that stuff. Reach out to us, ask questions, get involved in our Facebook page. Um, you can give us a call, um, shoot us an email, those kind of things. It's all in our, on our website and I can post it in the comments. Um, we're also starting a podcast soon, similar to what you're doing, uh, just bringing attention to things and just having 
some fun and just kind of relaxing and doing some stuff like that. So look out for that. Just get involved with our community. I think that's what we really preach is we want to grow together and mm -hmm. you can't take control of your health unless you have other people there. Right. So there's a great quote out there. Um, if you surround yourself with five rich people, you'll be the sixth. If you surround yourself with five um, super smart people or geniuses, you'll be the sixth. If you surround yourself with five sick people, you'll be the sixth. So, embrace the community aspect, get together with people, have communication, talk these things through, get involved in our community so that we can help you grow and become healthy so that you don't have to worry about fear and living in these, these vicious cycles of negativity. And it's just nasty stuff, but we'll, we'll, we'll help you with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is when you succumb to fear, then you become compliant, you become, yeah. you know, you're, uh, you lose your power and the object right. of the show is to return the soul power to the people. And I hope everyone uh, has gotten, I hope people can see what uh, Dr. Matt has highlighted here that we are being attacked on, on so many levels. And if you can just really take a proactive approach and take your power back, you can see that whatever they do, you're seeing the truth. Mm -hmm. And when you are standing on truth, that's your power. They, they can't take your power away. They can't take your freedom away right. when you are really, you know, when you're not digging uh, your head into the ground and ah, I don't want to know that. Uh, no, get, get to know what's going on in the world. Yes, it's a lot, but know enough to not be victimized and uh, victimized by crimes against humanity because it's real. It's happening and it's not conspiracy. There are evils out in the world and their sole purpose is to really dumb us down in consciousness. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Matt. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.